if I can sell that, sell that out, I'll be impressed. But you know, on the flip side of that, I've had the last week on woodworking UK. It's been a bit close to the bone because people, have, a couple of people, have had some issues with that. So I, and, I spotted that actually. Yeah, yeah, and it, group about ten days ago. Yeah, it's me that I I get dragged into it to answer the questions. You know, I've had video calls (laughs) with some of the guys to help troubleshoot the problems before they go Mm. to Lumberjack, or Lumberjack will go, can you give them a hand? And it's like, yeah, no problem. And uh, I don't mind doing it. And I I managed to sort the guys out that had the problems and say, look, we've gone through this, 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 and this. Everything I've seen that has been an issue with us all in the past is, is not an issue. It's something else. And they've gone, yeah, we've fixed it or we've replaced it or refunded it. It's been nice. Yeah. Um, they're using the community. They're, they're, I'm being asked to help out with stuff. I'm being asked for advice from them. So it's not like it's just a... You can remember when, uh, about four years ago, Evolution sent out a load of kit and said, yeah. review it, everyone review it. And that's the last you heard of them. Whereas I'm, I hear from Lumberjack every week and they're asking me a question. I jokingly says, oh, I've, got, I've done a load of um, concreting and I need to clean all the windows the, the new bifolds are put in and it's a mess and they went do you know how we were talking about that new pressure washer we've got that's also a wet and dry back <laughs> we'll send you one tomorrow fine thank Good you time. um you know i've got a pressure washer but it lives at my mum's house so i said do you know what that's perfect i've got one at home now but i can also clean the car with it and yeah I just, they'll give me i said to him what do you want me to do with this kit they review do you want me to send it back I went, keep it sell it do what you want with it we just want you to review it and, and say what you, f- you feel about it. You, you'll t- tell people whether it's good or bad or, or you'll, you'll be honest about it. And, and that's what I do at the shows as well. It's like mm. loads of old boys come up going, oh, this all, this all, it's all made in China. I says, well, the stuff on Milwaukee is the stuff on Milwaukee. Yeah, so is the red stuff, so the orange, yeah. so the yellow, yeah. It's everything. They're all made in the same factory or the factories next door to each other. Mm. All come the on, same factory, it's... just a different line within the factory. Yeah. And it's just making them aware of it, and then and then you get people coming along going, "Oh, it's a." a I remember these years ago; they were a bit flimsy, but these feel really good. And it's like, yeah, they do. And I've, I was hesitant when I first bought my saw, but mm. ever since then, I've bought several pieces from them, and or I've gone back and keep going back, and everything's solid. And I just, it's not an entry piece, but it's not mega expensive. It's somewhere in the middle, and well, they're still finding feet. But they've got. It, a... I remember seeing them uh, at Newark with my wife, probably 2017, maybe. Yeah. Um, and they, they, you know, it was really early days, and they were, you know, cost-wise a lot lower than you know all the big boys, but quality-wise seemed, you know, comparable enough. You know, like you said, they're sitting in that kind of middle bracket. That's, I think, it, the... it's kind of it, it's the people who think they need a, a you know, a. a a yellow one or a blue one or a teal one or whatever, and then look at this and goes, actually, it can do what I want it to do. Yeah, as a and business, maybe it's not as cheap as the others. As a business, they started off selling tools, mm. not their own, selling everyone else's, and they learned what people wanted. And from that, they went and had their went back to the factories they knew about and asked for them to be made. And it's like their first first iteration or first round of everything. It was a bit higgledy piggledy, but now they've like they've got a, a, a one battery range, and it's all been thought about. And it's yeah. they're not they've just bought in. This isn't a sales pitch for lumberjack, but they've just bought <laughs> out a new twenty volt cordless mitosaur this month. 
Mm. And it's it's been in the making for a while, but it's using the same 20-volt series that the rest of the kit has. So it's not like, oh, we, we've got it now, it's a new piece of kit, a new battery pack and everything. It's, it's all, we all use the same thing. Yeah, it's and not it's like just, Parkside stuff or the Ferrex stuff or anything where you next year's batch is a slightly different yeah. battery that you've got to replace. So yeah, I was looking yeah. at I was looking at the uh, the Ferrex nail gun because that came that came, came up on the uh, deals started today for DIY. Mm. It's like I, I, lo- I love my well, I don't get me wrong. Compressor. My compressor's great. I love my nail. Love my compressor. Yeah, and, and air nailers are cheap, but it's not really very portable. No, I haven't got a, a compressor yet. I keep saying I want to get one, but um, I've got an 18-volt Ferrex nail gun, which has served me okay. You know, I've done loads of work in the house with it. I've now got a 20-volt Lumberjack one. It's a world of difference. It really is. It's a second-finished nail gun. It's got several features more than the Ferrex has. It weighs just as much or less. And, you know, I've already palmed my, my Ferrex off on one of my mates. I'm going to have that. The <laughs> lumberjack I mean, one. The problem with the Ferrex is, is that it doesn't take the, the, the main range of batteries that no. hold the now cell, the active range. It, no, it's not I've got one battery for it, and that's it. Yeah. So if that, you know, if that goes, trying to get another one to match, good luck, because it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. I'm waiting for to be told off that I'm talking too loud because the the boss has gone to bed um, to watch love. <laughs> She's gone to watch Love Island in bed, so that's why I've not got headphones on so I can hear my voice. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thud on the on the uh, kitchen ceiling there is she stamps her foot down maybe. <laughs> when I, but yeah, if you I, want to start, I, yeah, but I hadn't actually realised lumberjack had gone down the battery arc. So I thought most of the tools they were doing were kind of yeah corded bench tools uh, no it's they've got a full 20 volt cordless range which is quite cool it'd be interesting to uh, have a nose at that actually and see what they you know whether it's one of the standard battery platforms you know like you you work i thought ones and stuff i reached out to um what's the battery um holder people that do the clips for your belt and for the wall and everything oh I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Another company can't think of it. Yeah, because yeah. I asked them, "Do you do do you do lumberjack?" They went, "No, no, 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 no." But <laughs> I'm sure they will do. If not, I'm gonna have to take a mold of one and get Dean over at Dean Makes to make me one and 3D print it. <laughs> I was gonna say 3D printing's ideal for that. I've done a few for like Paul Cunningham and people like that to to try and yeah organize. I, of course, I've printed them all for myself and just haven't put them anywhere yet for all of my ones <laughs> so i took over um your podcast a little bit and just started rattling on about rubbish and so feel free yeah, to yeah, that's what that's what we do that's what it's called waffle <laughs> absolutely yeah duncan's just popped up in the chat and says bad adapter that's not them they are the ones okay. who do the converters for... yeah that's the company i was thinking of they do the converters from from other batteries one to, to ryobi yeah. yes just well, specifically ones. just the Ryobi ones. Yeah, I've got a couple of the adapters for um, my AG stuff. Oh, dog, go away! <laughs> <laughs> so, the benefit of the listening audience that's not us, that's the dog. That's, that's the dog. delightful dog here. Yeah, this is Walter. This is my 
two-year-old Welsh Collie, my my six-year-old one is asleep in the corner. He knows better. <laughs> <laughs> but Walter always wants to get involved with everything. I mean, the, the waffles are fairly, you know, we've had we've had a few cats through, with, so yeah, cats and dogs, yeah. For those watching, there's the occasional kind of paw or tail or something. He really, he, <laughs> bit of dog. Just, it's just a pain in the back. So I, I did an interview for a job and he came in and I had to pause the interview and go for a walk uh, to kick him outside in, in the best way as possible. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, no, it's a great way of demonstrating your character, at least, for, the, was, uh, yeah. for the job interview. Well, then the guy on the phone, like uh, the guy I was being interviewed then, just decided to pull out his dog and go, here's mine. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have it like in a, in a like a shoulder holster or something that you could just? Oh no, was, he's too big. He's too big. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was just spotted in the chat. So little hobby shot said they've got a t lumberjack table saw. Yeah. yeah, I've got the big beast I have, and it's the um, it's I, I I wouldn't ever trade it again for anything else. It's mm. I looked for the saw for ages. I did I did lots of research into what saw I wanted. I ummed and awed. I had a, an old electric, Electra Beckman, um, German saw, which was about 20, 25 years old at the time, which was That's fine. Yeah. But spares for it were a pain. And I was like, oh, I want, oh, you know, I did what we all did, watch loads of YouTube and went, I want one of these American saws. I want one of these American saws. They look great. <laughs> and I saw that the Lumberjack one was on offer and it was like, I recognize that saw. And I did a bit of research and found that it was a copy of a rigid tool saw. Wow. And so, yeah, so, and it's they've they've got the patent and basically they they they've got the UK patent for it. And in America, it's made by rigid. It's made by um, craft uh, craftsman. It's made by several people. All the same saw, mm. and it's been going for 15, 20 years or fifteen years or so. Um, with slight tweaks on it. Um, so I knew what issues I'd have with it if there was anything. Yeah. And they are very simple things if you have them. You know, I had one issue where I was raising and lowering the blade and the retaining washer popped off, popped it back on. <laughs> I've had it three years and it's happened once. That's, that's cheating that. You can't, you can't pop it back on if it's popped itself off. It's I know, but it doesn't it's, want to be there. All the, I did all this research and it was dead funny because I did loads of research on it and I looked into other saws like Ax from Axminster and um, Charmwood and stuff. And I just never felt comfortable with them because the price I was going to be going in at. And I bought mine. And then Keith Brown decided to do a bit of research. And he, he went and bought an, an Axminster saw. And he published a, a video talking about it. And I got a shout out in the video because he went, oh, I've just spotted this saw. I didn't think about it. I couldn't do any research, but blah, blah, blah. And my YouTube membership went from blah 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 <laughs> and then i was like i woke up one morning and went what's happened to my channel overnight um so i was like very grateful for that we've had, we had a couple of conversations about it but it was just like i was probably one of the first reviews of it in the uk and it was it was yeah mm. it's, it was nice and i feel so comfortable using it which i never want to be comfortable using a big piece of kit and it's that bad that my other halves uh, nikki my, my fiance, her uncle, has helped helped with a lot of the stuff around the house because he's a kitchen fitter, an electrician. But he um, he wanted to do some trimming down on it, so he came down the workshop, 
And he like went to put some stuff through the table. So he went, um, can you do it? <laughs> and this guy's been using power tools for 20, 30 years in his job. And he's had a, a little contractor saw and everything. But since he sat down, stood in front of this, the big one, he went, nah, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Yeah, I mean, they're different. They're different. Be- yeah, t- yeah. Say table saw, but there are so many different kind of levels of table saw. Yeah, from yeah. kind of yeah, mm-hmm. the little contractor ones that cost you. Yeah, you can get for seventy quid from B and Q. That kind of yeah. Well, literally, you can pick up with one hand and yeah, probably yeah. blade about yeah, six inches through to yeah, full size workshop sliding table. Yeah, yeah eighteen inch blade. And and all the rest, and never mind the ones where you kind of then have, you know, double blades, uh, or even sort of triple blades, and all the kind of very exotic mm. fence systems. It, it's it's such a, a wide range, and yeah, the comfort level. I think I think you're right. Yeah. Well, it's like well, I I came under I realised something at Harrogate in the fact that um I was using it. And I've got people talking to me. So what do you think of it? And I'm running stuff through the blade going, watching my fingers. Uh, I'm making a picture frame and cutting the grooves in it for the backing board and everything's going. All the time I've got some old boy going, so is it? Is it always this quiet? Uh, it, it, do, you, do you get the blades okay? And I'm like, must concentrate on the tour, must concentrate on the tour. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Don't put your hand in the spinny thing. Yeah, I think that's the well, thing, isn't it? Because like I've had one of the you know the fifty quid jobs from Lidl, and you know it's it's all blow molded tin. It's so thin, you know. It's uh, like Andy said, you know, you can pick them up with one hand, and it's one of those where if a, if the blade catches in the bit of wood, the wood is going to stay where it is, and the table's going to bounce out of the way. But it's it's so yeah. kind of small and light and crappy. You know, you could probably catch it while it's spinning and not have you know more than a bit of a scratch because it's you know flimsy as hell it fall fall apart before it actually cuts through flesh but when you've got those you know the the big ones that don't bog down and you've got the cast iron tops and everything moves and slides it's 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 not not noisy it's not it's very it's like it's only got an 1800 watt motor and the noise it makes isn't super loud so you forget about it you forget how powerful it is and then you stick some kit through it and it, you notice a big hole appears in the piece of wood. You know, it's one of the few saws that can take a dado stack as well. So you can do yeah, some real yeah, damage with it. Well, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I, I think, I think the noise thing is something that is, is an interesting one. I mean, I'm, I'm all for much quieter tools nowadays. I mean, I, my hearing is damaged from amongst other things kind of, yeah, using, Heavy duty Wodkin saws within adequate hearing protection while I was in working in industry in my early 20s. And yeah, now we've got, I mean, we've got talk about Electrobeckham, we've got Electrobeckham planar thicknesser and Electrobeckham bandsaw at the men's shed I go to. And they are so noisy, Just so the, noisy. If you're, if it's an official men's shed, Andy, yeah, um, they get 10% off with uh, Lumberjack. Ooh. Just say so you're away. <laughs> what was that about not being a um, I will um <laughs> a I, will, 
<laughs> now, at Harrogate, I had so many men's sheds coming up, and they were all after, but and loads of them walked to every kit because they, they knew they were going to get the 10% off. Yeah, I, I, yeah, not a huge amount of money to go around in most men's sheds, so yeah, any any savings you can make. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we've got the electric vacuum stuff. Yeah, that they, they, they are solid, and yeah, they're for the for the size of them. Yeah, couldn't have got anything for the price, but the noise of them, mm. it's yeah, it's a yeah, yeah, a relatively small space. I, I, I say small space. I mean, it's it's much much bigger than my workshop but you know Pop. workshop is what i think 12 foot by well, it's, it's probably about 25 feet all right and you've got several big machines in there whenever yeah you know, when there's a plane of thickness going and somebody's on the table saw and somebody's on the band saw, and, and it's not a single person yeah, unit right. either no yeah. yeah and you have the extractors going as well because we've got fairly noisy old style chip collector extractors it's yeah i've just just got rid of mine well i say got rid of it's in the workshop waiting to be got rid of i've got a new one from lumberjack um which i jokingly said and it arrived um <laughs> but yeah yeah cousin yeah. the uh, chat wants to know if the hack spaces and maker spaces can get 10 percent as well i don't know about those but i have my own code which gives 10 percent if anyone ever wants to use it um so sean Sean shed ten will give you ten percent off on lumberjack. There you go. So that's cause sorted anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, I bumped into Core um, Harrogate. I've been knowing him for three years. I didn't recognise him face to face, and I felt so awful. <laughs> He's like stood talking to me again by name, and I went. I sort I of recognise you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you had Paul on last week, didn't you? Yeah, we um, did. And mm. me and Paul um, started. See, I started making stuff to get myself away from computers because my day, my real job is in computer management and IT management um, for large businesses, um, large high street retailers, and all sorts. Um, and I needed to get away from the screen because I looked mm. at this all day long and all night long. And I said, look, I need to get back to using my hands. And that's why I started making stuff. And then I started hosting quizzes at the local pub two nights a week. And then it became three nights a week. So I was sat in front of a computer writing a quiz. Um, so I said, you know what? I might start taking photos of the stuff I make. And I, I says, I was at Makers, the first, I think it was the first Makers. I says, I'm going to create an Instagram account. I'm going to set myself 40 days. And in 40 days, I've got to have created a video. I'm going to schedule loads of posts on my Instagram. And if I haven't created a video in 40 days, I'm going to close the account. And I did. Unfortunately, I managed to make a couple <laughs> of videos in that first 40 days. So that shot me in the foot. <laughs> but literally days apart, Paul started his YouTube channel. And me and Paul had a, um, a conf lab on um, Instagram. He'd had a, a moment of, oh, I'm no good. I'm no good. I'm no good. And we sat had a bit, a bit of a heart-to-heart of Instagram, which was quite nice. Never met the guy or anything. It was just makers being makers. Hmm. 
And ever since then, we've wanted to meet. We want to meet in person. We've become best best buddies. We regularly FaceTime or video call. We'll be in the workshop, in the kitchen, cooking, talking. Yeah, I, I, I talk to his little lad. His little lad says hello to me. He knows who I am and everything. Um, it's quite cool. Um, I went it to is. Makers last year. And it was the first time I ever met in person. And there was loads of us that started YouTube all around the same time. Mm. And all first time we met was last year because yeah. of the pandemic and everything. But it was quite cool. Um, but yeah, it was just one of them weird things. You know, he's been, he's been picked up by Rubio to do, be an ambassador for Rubio. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've got the thing with Lumberjack and it's James, James Prestige is doing his thing. Um, Dean Makes is doing his bit and working with Who's Nest and the people he's working with. It just felt like a, a nice little vein of form at the time for us all to pick up. And it's just, it's quite nice. It, it's wonderful to see everyone kind of bigging each other up. And it's, you know, it's that rising tide raises all shifts kind of thing. Yeah. For ages, but I, was com- I was constantly checking my stats against James's every month, every month, every month. <laughs> and then James bought his first ever CNC machine. I went, oh, he's had a lucky hit with that video. He really has got a lucky hit with that one video. He'll be back to normal next month. No, he's just hit 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I'm like, Jesus. But yeah. But we were talking last week, actually. Um, we were going to meet up down in Wolverhampton because I'm going to take him down to Lumberjack for a couple of hours to go and meet the team down there and do some investigations on some kit. Um, just so we can give the Woodworking UK channel a bit of an honest review on all the nice. um, lower spec table saws. Because they, I was talking to the, the admins, they, they were saying that they used to always recommend certain tools, but they've not had any hands-on experience with the, some of the Lumberjack kit. Mm, yeah. What's my thoughts on it? So I says, actually, I've only played with it a little bit, so we'll go down and have a break, we'll break it and play with it. Like, oh, yeah, great. I'll take James with me, so it's a bit bit unbiased. Like, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that's cool that you can do that. It's cool that they're happy for you to, yeah, kind of do that as well. Because, I mean, it's putting their products in front of more eyes anyway. Exactly, yeah. It's, you know, my thing was to get away from computers and get back to my hands. And I started doing all this, and I spent loads of time recording, editing, sitting in front <laughs> of all this. <laughs> yeah, but for the last year, it's been a bit of a godsend not recording anything, but. I'm gonna get. I'm getting back to it. I've got a video in the can um, that just needs a voiceover doing on it. I've got um, moving workshop video which needs some editing, and I need to finish cleaning the workshop and take some videos for it. Then I've got some mm. other bits lined up. Oh, yeah. I've got a new dining table to make. The old ones here, and I'm looking at it going, don't fit the aesthetics anymore. I need to make a new one. And then obviously, <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be ripping the de- putting all the decking in the garden and everything. So. There's loads of stuff in the in the foreseeable future. So it seems like a bit of a, um, a a bit of a good time for people coming back to YouTube as well. You know, it's like uh, Neil from NMB Woodworks has just sort of re-released or not re-released, but released another video after a bit of a hiatus and stuff as well. You know, it's been a few that have just taken a bit of a breather or a bit of a you know a bit of a yeah. reset or. I think, I think the uh, the human malware hit a lot of people, and although mm-hmm. it was a it was an opportunity to kind of for, for many to kind of 
spend more time at home. Yeah, they, they were working from home. Commutes disappeared for many. But I think the just the, the overall kind of sort of stress, never mind if you actually caught the thing, but the overall sort of stress of the situation, I think, hit a lot of people. Kind of, was, yeah, they started spending more time perhaps thinking about other things like family and just mm-hmm. kind of you know, doing stuff around the house without worrying about kind of having to record. And I think a lot yeah, of people yeah. kind of just kept that that hit and i think a lot of people certainly that i have followed the last few years have kind of then gone actually um and i think some people now i think the new year there's always that kind of new year there's always a little boost at new year where people kind of go yeah i'm gonna get back into it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna sort of get started again and yeah hopefully yeah it's something that people can maintain and i think the I think the malware is now kind of sufficiently. I'd love to say behind us, but it's not behind us. But it's the kind of the the, the pandemic side of it is behind us, and now yeah, we're in a situation a normal, where we just get to live. We get to live with this new normal, and yeah, mm. yeah. It, it's for most now with the, the the variations in it. It's it's not as serious for most people. I think, yeah, I think it. the first few phases of it are done. There's, yeah. uh, there's going to be one after another for the next ten years, I reckon. It's but, it's just uh, it's it's going to be unless somebody comes up with a, a cure like they did for um, smallpox. It, yeah. It's it's never going to disappear, but it will. Yeah. Any any virus that kills its host doesn't survive. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, and that's why you get when you see like outbursts of hemorrhagic fevers, uh, Ebola in Africa, for example. Yes, they're very severe, but they they burn out because mm. if your host is dying, they they can't transmit. So it's not yeah. The most viruses that last long term tend to be ones that adapt, so they don't kill their host, um, which obviously is a, a good thing for us. But I, yeah, it's... the one thing it did do though is we ended up with lots more people making uh, becoming content creators makers mm. lots mm. of people took the um opportunity um during the pandemic to to start showing those lucky people that didn't have to work because they were on furlough or whatever and they were like renovating the house <laughs> i didn't have a day off I, I, you know it was yeah. due to my nature of my job it was like i didn't have a day off um, so I'm, 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 I'm an it manager as well and we we were busier than ever yeah, I moved jobs thing. halfway through. My my new company I went to was like, we didn't furlough anyone, and we took great pride in it, and blah blah blah. And it was good. it was great. I'm thinking, I know the guy down the road he's put a new deck in because he had nothing else to do. I went to buy some wood, and all the wood had gone up through the roof because everyone was doing all these projects they wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. Huge rising demand, a huge a lack of people able to sort of produce more wood. Yeah, yeah. prices. But then you, you look at the other side of it. You got celebrities doing it. Um, Dominic from Dick and Dom in the bungalow. Yeah, he's yeah. now on TikTok, um, renovating his house, and he's moved on to Instagram. And I jokingly messaged him the other day, going, "You want to come to Make a Central? Because Ryobi are all over him." And mm. I'm like, "He's he's just embraced it." And I'm like, "Yeah." So it's it's nice seeing all these people out there, but then. And people picking up people not necessarily producing contents per se, but picking up crafts 
uh, making. Yeah. yeah, they're on yeah. furlough, and they they suddenly got this opportunity to actually sort of start making something and picking it up. I started watching a couple of days ago. I'd been recommended it uh, by a couple of people. The uh, Dominic Schneer of, from the repair shop had a new program on BBC in the afternoons called Make for Market or Make to Market or something like that, where they take a couple okay. of makers, hobbyist makers. Each It's a 45-minute program. They take two hobbyist makers. They pair them up with professional mentors who are kind of specialists in that form of making, whether it's pottery, glass, wood, whatever, um, and then try and give them the the boost in perhaps advice in terms of making, but also in terms of business to maybe become professional makers themselves. Hey, there's some great success stories. You know, they, they get they get visited. They get obviously. We're not seeing all the kind of feedback they get on the mentoring they get, but you still see them after two months. So they get an initial visit. That you see them in the kind of again, the it's, it's a bit like the repair shop. It's a bit like sort of it's in a stately home type place. Yeah, in the gardens, what's, a bit like Bake Off. What's the one on ITV or Channel Four where they go to the tip and they nick they they, they take stuff off people when they're about to launch BBC, it? Uh, BBC uh, Money for Nothing. Yeah, because that's where Jay started, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it, it's really interesting to sort of see some of the people have been sort of making for kind of, you know, seven, eight, ten years. Um, there are a couple of sort of almost straight out of universities that I've seen so far. And there's a few people who you know, picked them things up over the last two or three years. Um, and, yeah, then they are producing some fantastic, they're obviously very talented. And they're producing some great stuff that's very marketable. Um, and I think it, it, it's great to see when kind of you know, these crafts opening up to, to lots of other people, whether it's woodwork, whether it's pottery, whether it's glass in its various forms. There's a guy um, I watch on. There's a guy I watch on TikTok. He got a glass cutting kit, you know, for doing the bottles. Mm-hmm. And he, he he had one of them, and he did a video of himself making a tumbler out of it. And now he releases a video every two or three days making another tumbler. He's got thousands and thousands of followers. And all he does is make tumblers and he makes um, wine glasses with the necks of the bottles. He turns a, a lump of wood into a bottom of a wine glass. And I'm thinking, how are so many people watching this again and again? Bear in mind, I subscribe to him. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got a wine bottle cutter. And I've never videoed it because I think it's so simple. Why would anyone video this? And you know what I've done with it is I've cut the necks off wine bottles to put them in plant pots as feeders to go down to the roots. Yeah. Hmm. And that's all I use it for. I've not used it for anything else, but I just like, I get fascinated by thinking, why have people just embraced that so much? I think it's the thing, isn't it? Is the the difference between the, the people who all sit and watch this stuff and the people who will sit and never think about creating that stuff yeah it's the, the same amount of videos you... i know i've watched thought what why have I, i've just enjoyed watching that but there's yeah. no way in hell i'd think to make that oh, it's like a, you, you, know, you, you put your heart and soul into making a video you think this is gonna be the best thing i've ever made 50 views <laughs> You get a piece of scaffolding board, you chop it in two, make a huge mortise and tenon in it, in it, and you make a Viking chair, and you sit by a campfire in your back garden, 
It's the best video you've ever made. That's what's <laughs> happened. That's what happened to me. I made this as, a, as just a. I've got a piece of scaffolding board. I've got nothing else to make this this fortnight. Just do this. Sit and have a drink, watching the, the stars goodbye next to the fire. Why is it on ten thousand views? Why? Why is? Why do people want to watch this? What, what, and it's just like you can't. It just goes to show you. Jimmy Duresta says, "You never know what the old guy's doing down in the basement at YouTube." Yeah, because well, you, you, we 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 all sort of think, um, you know, of what we would want. You know, I know when we've had chats with other other maker friends and stuff, and you know, thinking about like products that other makers would like. Well, that means that you're going to saturate that group very quickly. Yeah. But it's not something that other people might want. Like you say, you know, you make something that none of us are bothered about watching because it's oh, a simple project or whatever. But then you forget about Gen Pop being what they are. Yeah. And you can't predict anything like that. I just, I started, you know, watching all the all the rubbish that TikTok throws at you. So I'm not going to put anything Sean in the shed on TikTok. I'm not not going to put anything on there. I'm just going to put personal stuff on it. I've rebrand I rebranded it about a year ago to Sean in the shed and start putting Sean in the shed stuff on it. Just for shits and giggles because I'm thinking why not? Even if it's me dancing in the kitchen on a Friday on a Sunday night with it with with Nikki and having a glass of wine while we're cooking, yeah, stick it in there. I don't care. It's me. Uh, it's it's the it's the non YouTube side of me. Yeah, but uh, it's. One of the things, um, I'm sorry, I lost track. I thought there was something I was going to say. And uh, some of the, the little stuff that we do, just like people, I, I, I'd seen on YouTube about people making digital content or making, well, not on YouTube, on, on TikTok, people making um, notebooks and things for people to buy on Amazon from Kindle Direct, blank books for them to just scribble in. I thought, surely not. Surely it's not something people make. Research it. They do. All right, I'm going to make one. There's too many of them out there. I know. I'm going to make one for people to make project stuff in. So I sat down. What do I do? So I got all my notebooks out that I scribble. I had all my work notebooks and I, I scribble stuff down. I'll be like, these are the projects I'm going to make. Okay. Then I'll start a new page. Go project one. What equipment do I need? A couple of weeks later, project one again. What steps do I need to go through? any sketches so like, i created a, a four page thing page one was kit page two was notes page three and four were sketches kind of thing or scrap paper for sketches and i went do you know what if i do this duplicate that 40 times so you have space for 40 projects bind it into a, a book brand it stick my logo and everything on it stick it on kindle I can buy it for quite cheap because I'm the author. I don't care about anyone else buying it. I can buy it myself. So I started, and I, I did, I published it. It took me three hours to public, to make it from start to finish and publish it. And then bought 10 copies for me. And I, I jokingly mentioned it to a few friends. Next thing you know, I've sold 50, 60 copies. <laughs> and, and Amazon is sending me money. Nice. I know, but I was like, and you gotta I, make them I, I, now. But I jokingly mentioned it to my mates in the States and they all bought themselves a copy. And, um, you know, and it was the only monthly I like to make stuff hangout. 
anyone made anything this month? I went, oh yeah, I made this, just a book kind of thing. And then I just suddenly saw these orders appearing in America on the on the <laughs> Amazon tracker. <laughs> Even Bob from I Like to Make Stuff bought everyone in the I Like to Make Stuff team a copy each because they were on about making their own book. And he says, we'll use this as a learning curve. Cool. But his wife follows me on Instagram because when they come over to make a central, I, I, I chat to them both. And her, she used to play roller derby. And my eldest daughter played roller derby. So it was a bit of a common interest. We we're just chatting away kind of stuff. And she says, I thought you might like this, Bob. And she bought him a copy. <laughs> but whereas at Makers last year, I took a few with me. I was handing them out to people. And I, I gave Jimmy DeResta a copy. And he looked at it. And it was as if it was like a piece of, um, piece of horse shit. And he went, what's this? <laughs> Thank you. And put it in his bag. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, at I, least, I at least he was polite. He was. Yeah. Because, because it strikes me as a planner, really, Jimmy. No, no, but he does though. He's got his own, but he's got like a blank, blank notebook. He does it in. He he's saying that he has a, a load of note cards and he writes notes out one for each project, and then he uses that as a right. That's the project so I'm going to do, and starts formulating it from that. But I turn around yeah. to Joe from Average Joe's joinery and says, "Oh, Joe, um, I'm thinking he's got loads of followers. I'll give him one. Let him pub- let him make a note about it." He went, I bought one. I was like, oh, I felt quite humbled. I thought it was just all the all the people like me that were buying it. And he was like, oh, no, I bought one. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. He's good, his job. Yeah, there. Yeah. Apologies, I'm destroying a packet of Haribo, so I keep picking things up. And... No, you're making me want Haribo. I was... I was trying to work out if I had any. I've got chocolate, but I'm thinking I need to stock up on some soothers, sweets. <laughs> yeah, chuck us one, Andy. <laughs> I've got I've got an alien one. Look, it's it's not quite the right colouring, but yeah. <laughs> so you've got plans for a, a second book? Yeah, because as soon as I published it, I realised what I wanted to change on it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Yeah, I rushed that, didn't I? I could have made, I could have done that slightly different. But yeah, I've, I said I want to make another one, but because it's so easy, I'm thinking, what others can I make? And it's something I will sit down and do. It's like I've got the Amazon merch website where I can create the T-shirts and things to be printed. So with Paul from last week, we're trying to come up with a new T-shirt for Maker Central because we always turn up with our own T-shirts on, and then give each other a T-shirt. And last year, we ended up wearing the same T-shirt on the same day without realising, which was kind of weird. <laughs> so we said, this year, should we make a joint one with both of our names on it so we don't have to look really awkward? And he went, but you'll be wearing Lumberjack stuff. I went, no, I'll have a Lumberjack shirt on, but I'll have a T-shirt on underneath it. But yeah. It's um, just flashing the, re- the relevant name through the, uh, through the shirt. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but it's been one of the things that it's... I never go on camera without wearing a t-shirt that's one of my mates or one of one of mine just mm. to say it's just, it's one of the things I, I, I won't do it i started off it was all with alex Steele t-shirts because oh well just be, before i started recording stuff i used to watch alex Steele all the time and it was just i was fascinated by him I was such a kid at such a young age had so much talent so much energy so much vision 
And on the first day of Makers 2018, he announced about four days before he was going to go. And I walked in and there's all these stalls and he was just stood there on his own, not a stand or anything, just stood there. Someone was talking to him and I went up to say hello to him and I had an Alex Steel jumper on. Uh, I think it was um, Steel Forge or Forge Steel, um, big black jumper. And he just saw me, he smiled and he finished his conversation and I stopped talking to him. A, I realised how small he was next to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I turned around and there was a queue of about 30 people where I was just stood. And he went, mm. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> and then the next day he ended up on stage, which wasn't planned. It was like a last minute ad edition and he had hardly any stuff with him and he had like a box of t-shirts to, th- to give out. It was just like, and then watching him go boof, 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 and then disappear. It was just, mm. yeah. Some of the stuff that it, when you watch people's meteoric rise, it's just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, they're kind of the sometimes being sort of organic or very kind of clearly planned with a vision. Yeah. Um, it's like he, I found, I ended up watching him because I used to watch um, Samurai Carpenter. Hmm. I wasn't watching him for a while. No, no. I, he's doing a lot of stuff. He's bought um, some land on the edge of a lake and he's going off grid. So he's built, he built a little hut and he's now building a house. He built a dock. It's all it's moved, sold his house. And he's all moving to off grid on his lake. It's a bit, yeah, it's one of them American dream things. Um, but I'd watched a video of his, I can't remember what I was watching it for. And he ended up making a, a, a vanity sink out of a big piece of stone in his garden. He like chiseled it all out with a, an Arbitec mm. power blade i was like this is scary then i watched his next video and he um he built uh he 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 wanted a new um japanese chisel for um timber framing and alex dale made him a chisel and sent it over i remember that video yeah then he put the handle on it then he Mm. sent him a box back (coughs) and that's how i found out alex dale Back then, he was still in Barker, Barker Street Forge in the middle of Nor- Norwich, going live every Saturday for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. blacksmithing live, with sometimes on his own controlling two cameras whilst blacksmithing, whilst talking to the, the audience. I was just like, how can you do this? Just like, I think around that sort of time, he was still doing like a video a day as well, wasn't he? He was, yeah. A video a day. He was also doing um, blacksmithing courses at the Forge, where he'd have three people mm. come to the Forge for the week. He was also doing commissions and selling hammers. Just like... Yeah. I, I struggle <laughs> just getting out of bed some days. Yeah. Yeah, youth. Was it wasted on the young? Yeah. It's like I first met Andy, what, or first chatted to Andy about, probably coming up three years ago, Andy, when we first started chatting on Discord. Um, And that seems like yesterday. 
and the, the guys that were, I we used to chat to on there, some of them are just flying out there. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the right vein of form on something, that's it. Some you just it takes off. I mean, you know, not to take credit for it, but there's a couple of people who've been on, on here and then have, you know, kind of done well afterwards as well. So people have felt sorry for them for being on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah about right, to be fair. With both our followers. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I mean, like, as you say, it's sometimes it's hard to know what what's going to catch. I mean, you often, you, mm. yeah, you see something, you see sometimes you see a, somebody puts a video out and it does really well. It catches the attention of the, the, the algorithm, for want of a better phrase. Yeah, it's something that's a little bit viral. And boom, you know, you get, yeah, yeah really good traction. Mm. I think, I think for the most part, there's, it, I think there's that consistency thing. It's probably the, I mean, I mean, there's there's dozens, if not hundreds, of channels on YouTube devoted to ten rules for being better yeah. on YouTube in 2023. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, how the algorithm has changed! Five this trends for YouTube, yeah. Yeah. and all of like, and yeah, pretty much they all, they all boil down to the same sort of thing. Yeah, have a good story, or have some share some really great information in a good quality way on a regular basis. Yeah, or create yeah. a video that gives ten reasons for how to do well on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or copy, yeah, copy, a, load of other, copy a, load, a load of other people's videos, chop them all together, stick them on yours, and go. I made this myself. Yeah, <laughs> and add message for credit. <laughs> those, that, those Instagram accounts should just be just closed down. Yeah, it was I, like I, my, my stepson watches one. It's like, what was great on the internet yesterday? Oh, things I found out on the internet yesterday. And it's literally a compilation video created every day. And I'm like, millions of views. I'm thinking, this guy's getting credit for this. Yeah, just, just send it to Reddit. That's you know, you can get it on day one. Then, well, bear in mind, as a, as a he's not. We created him a TikTok account because he wanted to create some Fortnite videos. So we police it regularly. He's got 11,000 followers. He's, done, <laughs> he's nine. And how many have you got on TikTok? On TikTok? Nothing. I, oddly, I've, I, I don't, I can't, I've probably about 150 because it's not something I've even thought about. Um, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I'm like, Oh, how? <laughs> and all, well, like, yeah. Well, I've even started playing that now to try and get up to speed on it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the new maker videos, just creating little structures or whatever. Well, I've not made any, yeah. Oh, oh, I need to build this. It's from Fortnite. You know, loads of people made real size Minecraft stuff, didn't they? Yeah. Trying to think what, what I can build from Fortnite. Well, that's what I think. You get people that make look at the film schedules for the year. And they go, all right, Star Wars episode fifty three is coming out in September. So I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make Chewbacca's grandson's bowcaster with the sucker with the sucker bow darts on it. Um and I'll have it ready for release on the day the film comes out. 
which is fine. If you're going to do that, great. If you can plan that far ahead, all well and good. And mm. I've thought about it. I, the other year, I looked at the film schedule for the year, I thought, what can I make? And I had a, there was a Star Wars film coming out, and I went, I've got an idea for a Star Wars project, but it's not something that's making me go, I want to make it. It's just that I can make it. And because it wasn't there, pulling at me to say, yes, I want to make it, I didn't, couldn't be bothered. No, it's like um, John did it didn't he, for the for Make Essential, the Jenga bricks. Mm, yeah. I, I made one because I moved house and moved workshop. It's in a box somewhere, so I never took it to Make Essential, which was really not happy about. But I had like three other three other ideas of making Jenga bricks. Mm. I kept going, but I've made one. Do I really need to make any more? Do I really need to make any more? I could go to the nth level, but are they really going to... Are people just going to go, oh, it's a Jenga block? No. I gave some books into the raffle instead. Um, it's like Paul's going to made a massive sword for... He made a massive mm. hammer last year. Yeah. Uh, the raffle. And he set himself a massive target to make a sword for this year, which he's going to make it. No questions, but it's it's a big, big build. And last year he made the hammer he made. Day one he dropped it off, and within half an hour, Jimmy the rest was sprayed painting on the back of it. Just <laughs> <laughs> like that. It's had value. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't half get everywhere. That's for sure. Oh yeah, no, it's it's one of them things. As long as, as long as Paul branded it himself, otherwise I don't think Jimmy's made it. Yeah. Oh no, he did. He branded it and he did everything else. But it was just like it's, he he stressed over it so much, and then someone got spray paints all over it. But I think I mean yeah, that's I mean Paul. You know, obviously we chatted to Paul last week, and you know one of the things he was talking about was kind of yeah, wanting to make a succession of builds of these kind of yeah, game or fantasy or yeah, movie. Yeah, weapons. he's found a little niche. And it's, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic niche. And if he can get that out and do that on, get a regular yeah. outgoing, I think he'll, he'll see some growth from that. He does that. He, you know, he makes a lot of mallets, which he sells on Etsy. He, he, he does the obligatory chopping boards, which he sells on Etsy. But then he's got these game, game orientated weapons, which he makes out of wood. And he alternates between them all, which is great. And he, they all say on, on YouTube, if you're going to, if you get something of success and double down on it, double down yeah. on it again and again. And he does, wait, I keep saying to him, right, you've made that one, what's your next one? Put something else in between it, but keep making, and that's what he's done, mm -hmm. you know. At Christmas, he made, he did a one-day build and made his son a little copy of Sting from, yeah. from The Hobbit, so it was just like... Just yeah, the one-day one build that lasted three, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one-day build that lasted three days, wasn't it? Yeah, two and a half days. The costume changes. Yeah. <laughs> It's normally a haircut. Was... It's normally normally a haircut change with Paul. He starts <laughs> off with loads of hair, and then he goes to the barber's halfway through the day and comes back and he's got no hair left at the end of the day. But it's literally one day and everyone thinks it's over like a week. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think that's a great niche to get into. And I, yeah, I'd be kind of really does push it because I think it's 
I mean, yeah, the list of possible builds is huge. Yeah, absolutely huge. And if you can pair some up with films as well, that would yeah. be. Yeah, if obviously the problem with films sometimes if there's a a new weapon, if you don't know, you're making looks like sort of weapons. If there's a new one coming out, and you don't yeah, know exactly what that's going to look like. You need to go trailers in, and stuff. Inside track, or you need to be on somewhere that you can get that information from. Yeah. Mm. That's what yeah, I like, about, like the game stuff and things. You know, people like pulling the assets out and you know doing three D prints and things. It's yeah, it's a it's a crazy game to get into with the you know the pace that stuff's coming out. There's no way you'd ever run out of material. Yeah, and the entire back catalogue of yeah. Mm. Fantasy films yeah, with all the impossible weapons. Yeah. And then reinterpretations yeah. of stuff as well. Yeah. I, I think it's uh I I, I like I I watch one of the channels I nearly always watch is Adam Savage. Yeah, testing. Mm. I think I yeah, it's it's rare. I don't watch all of some of the longer one day builds he does. Yeah, just we've got. See, I like them. I like his. I one do day like build. them, but when you've got forty five minutes to an hour of, and even longer sometimes, it's like the ones I put, I put yeah. them on in the background and just listen to his voice. Yeah, yeah. But I like, I like, I like listening to his kind of, almost his, his little chats, his little sort of sermons, the question and answer stuff he does. It's mm. nice even catch him live, but don't always catch them live. But then they, they chop them up, and you have all the little snippets of kind of yeah. yeah. Have you? Have you read his book? Is it up there? There, I think. But have you, have you? Have you? Oh no, I've, it's upstairs actually at the moment. Yeah, I've got his book, <laughs> but I also I've got it on Audible, and I listen. Yeah, I listen to a lot when I'm on the road, um, and listening to him talking about it, I think made it easier to take it all on board. And I took a lot of it on board for work, not necessarily for making, but how he processes stuff. Mm. And it's the same for. Um, I bought Bob Bob Cladic Bob Claggett's book from I like to make stuff for you. So, making time was the book title. Yeah, and I read like the first chapter or so, and I was like, "Yeah, I didn't know what to make of it, whether I was going to like it or not." But then I got it on Audible, and it was like listening to it one of his YouTube videos. So I just listened to it, mm -hmm. and it was the first book ever on on Audible, which I got the. I got the the award to say oh, you've started listening to it straight away again. So just as soon as it finished, I press play again and work through it again. Yeah, I'm on my second read through of um, Every Tools and Hammer. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've been going through this time. I've been sort of putting post-it notes on and making little notes. Because <laughs> so I think there's, there's, I had a chat with Dave Bauer, Dave Bauer Arts and uh, Making Problems to Solve podcast, talking about kind of here. You know, would it make a good basis of a, almost like a curriculum for kind of you know, getting people into sort of mm. making? And there's aspects of it would. I think that there's some, there's some great elements of it that would make a great curriculum, but I'm not a hundred percent convinced the entirety well, his, of it is. His to-do list system. I took that. I used to have a team of sixteen guys that worked for me a couple of jobs ago, and one of the lads was young. He needed to focus on what he was doing. So I, I made him a to-do list sheet 
with all these customers, about eight customers, and each one had a, a list of tasks on it and made each task a little square so you can tick it, cross it, shade it in as to the status of what it was happening. And he went from like not being able to tell me straight away what's happening to being going, I could tell you it's, it's all here. Bosh. Yeah. And it was, it was really listening to that book, reading that book that gave me that as an idea. I'd been doing similar myself, but not in such a structured way. And it was just mm. little things like that. It's like, I took from that and ran with it and moved forward with it. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is this, you know, we, we've all got some sort of blocker at some point in a, a process or whatever. And quite often it, it's, we find these little bits of inspiration from, you know, whoever it is, is a, it's a public figure or a friend or a mentor or whatever of those little things that, are, that they've figured out on that one process. I think that's the, you know, the, the, the key for a lot of people who are, are more successful is they've just found more of those little tools that work for them, you know, to kind of uh, become productive enough. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think, but the thing, one of the things I particularly like about Adam Savage, yeah, obviously, I mean, he's he's a great proponent of kind of you know STEM, yeah, science, technology, mm. engineering, uh, maths, and you could add an extra M for making. Um, and obviously, he is a very good maker, and he's got a long heritage in in making. His entire career has been based around sort of making. But it's it's kind of looking into just the joy that he exudes when he has he's made something or when somebody sends him something that has been made mm. and it's obviously a very high quality and, and he's just sort of examining it and yeah you know, the, the detail he'll put into to make it like the hellboy samaritan um firearm yeah you know, it, it's just that the the detail that he went to into making that when he kind of yeah you know, literally spent yeah you know, it took like something 200 hours he put into it over the course of a month in order to manufacture this year one for one replica that you know, felt the same as the original which he had not had opportunity to hold mm. and it's yeah the, the the variety of skills you need to achieve those things mm. it's the same with like the zf1 and stuff that he did where you know it was years and years and years of mm. scouring resources and trying and rebuilding and stuff like that it's just but you say that 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 passion to to take on that that kind of thing and and stick with it and keep re-engineering it is it's ridiculous i i don't think i think that's something that perhaps you see sometimes i think we see people on youtube and they're clearly passionate about the thing that they're doing Mm. It, whether it's a making thing, whether it's a, whether they're, you know, they're cleaning something up, whether they're building a, a you know, putting a new roof on their shed or whatever, and I, I think the, the people who are passionate about what they do, I think I, I, this this somebody you see in sort of education as well. Yeah, you, you get somebody you, you maybe if you're observing a lesson and you obviously this sort of thing students see all the time when you've got a teacher that's passionate about their subject. It rubs off on you, and or if you see it, if you're observing a teacher as a colleague, and you you see somebody's passionate about the subject, it's a joy to be in those lessons. Mm. Yeah, and you're in the not. 
you rarely get 100% of a class to kind of sort of follow along because there'll always be that one who kind of goes, well, I'm not interested. doesn't matter. I just want to be doing whatever I do, want to do. It's not, I don't want to be in school um, or the like. But, you know, you, you get a huge, a, a larger than average involvement from a class because they go, oh, yeah, because that teacher's just, they're passionate about the subject. They're excited about the subject. And it, it does kind of flow. It rubs off, you same in, Yeah, you see the same in, mm. you see the same in YouTube, I think. When you see somebody that's passionate about their making, cooking, you know, refurbishing, yeah, it, people kind of go, "Ooh, yeah." And when you see people who it are, seems, it seems effortless to them. Yeah. And you see people who kind of maybe aren't aren't showing their passion. Yeah, when you see kind of people who are just kind of almost going through the motions. Yeah, they're trying to maybe get a YouTube channel going and they, they know they've got to put out so many videos so often and yeah. it just seems like a chore and it kind of, it can, it can show. Yeah. Making that's... projects a fit video timeline or... I, yeah, I could have easily... Project you want. I could have easily put together crappy videos for the last 18 months, filling time up just to make mm. sure I've got content on it. But I just took, I just went... My head's not in that space. It's going to come across that I'm not there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know, taking in this room alone, we took down two walls and these two, two steels gone in here. Two steels, three steels gone in this room alone mm. to keep, to suspend the ceiling up. And that took best part of three days to get it right. There was knocking the wall, there was prop, uh, propping it, taking it out, putting the steels up, securing the steels, being able to take the props out a week later kind of thing. And it was just like, I was so stressed trying to get it done. And yeah, filming, uh, yeah. I, I filmed some of it and put it on as YouTube shorts because I wasn't involved in them bits. And I was stressed to hide, but it's unbelievable. Yeah, I was working mm. at home on them days. And like, like working the other end of the room on on the laptop, dust everywhere, walls coming down, and it's like, no. how can the acro procs be put in right? Yeah, <laughs> in the right place. Indeed. Yeah, right. it's always a bit kind of worrying, kind of yeah, dealing with propping things up. Yeah. Is it going to shift as soon as you uh, set the set the brace out? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I've I've gone. The things I've got left to do in the house. I'm happy to record them. The things I can do nice over a couple of days, leisurely, but I'll get them done. Mm. But I can record enough to show how to do it in a nice way and come across all right. Yeah. yeah they're not, you know, putting a decking in. Ooh, it's not going to be um, stressful. Changing some of the stuff in the garden isn't going to be stressful. Um, I might do the... Uh, Coming up with a crazy, oh, not crazy. We're coming. We're going to put in a um, a penny splashback in the utility room because we've seen <laughs> someone do. We've seen someone do a penny splashback on a, on a DIY page, and it's not a big, big room utility room. It's in the splashbacks only like one point two, one point three meters wide by one point three meters high. Mm. So calculate it's about thirty five quid worth of pennies. But yeah. you're going to walk in and you're going to get this shimmery coppery effect yeah. on the wall so it's it's gonna it's, yeah, it's gonna be good but before that i've got to get the plaster in 
because I've just plasterboarded the room last week. So <laughs> I won't plaster myself. I've tried. It's not good. There are yeah, certain things in life actually, when yeah. it's only worth giving them one try. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the room everyone walks into because we're going to be having that as the entrance to the house coming in through the side door. So it's like, don't want people coming in and seeing my plastering. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uh, the Spanish effect, as my uh, brothers used to call it, whenever they'd do some plastering somewhere and then walk out with it all still heavily textured. Uh, yeah. That's close enough. Let's paint it white, be fine. <laughs> Sorry, cut the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so, so. so, which were any? Would you put the pennies head out or, or the penny side out? I don't, that's the question. I don't End on. Alternate. <laughs> it might be a mixture. Or, or do all one and then one solitary one the opposite, just to see if anyone notices. <laughs> or just, just like off to one. To one angle, get them all lined up nicely. Bar one, that's sort of on the one whole whole wall. Queen Elizabeth second, and then wait for one to put a Charles in there, <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle. Because all the all the QE twos will be looking one way, and Charles will be looking the other. Because <laughs> they with every alternate, um, yeah, yeah they nice. flip it over. It'll be like. Someone will spot it, and that'll be it. <laughs> we could just do it like one right in the corner or something, you know, like just know. just out of your visual view. Well, the entire lot, Queen Elizabeth, and then facing one single <laughs> King Charles, just just, just yeah, off just the edge, so, that, so it's kind of <laughs> so that all the, all their eye lines are pointing directly at him as well. They're all kind of like looking in. Put, the right put him, yeah, put him in the middle. Up. Put him in the middle and have them all angled towards the middle. <laughs> it's like a big mandala of. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> we, we 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 spoke about it and then we said, "Should we be rich? Should we do it with ten peas?" <laughs> no. <laughs> well, three hundred and fifty quid for the flashback. You'd be looking, you know, closer exactly, to the yeah. material costs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the question is, would it be cheaper? To do it with two pence pieces, size-wise, probably yeah. But if I did, I said yeah. I'd drop them all in coke first to make yeah, it nice and shiny. Yeah. Would you end up with more? Because you'd have, you'd be able to nest more with the one piece, wouldn't you? Because the smaller diameter. But would mm. that mean that you'd have to have more of the infill? If you I think you might need more infill, yeah, more grouting. Yeah. Mm, Sounds like cool. a good puzzle for a maths class. <laughs> yeah. Do it with 50 Peas. Detention, maybe. <laughs> Do it with one of the angled coins. Do it with 50p or 20p, then you can get all the faces joining. Yeah. <laughs> and they're seven sided, aren't they? So they wouldn't they wouldn't nest. Yeah, that's another way. Yeah. We need a six sided coin if you want to tessellate really. Yeah. How many sides have the, the new pound coins got? Twelve. Twelve, there you go then. You'd have to do it with quids. <laughs> Just a couple of quid there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're gonna test late though. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Mm. So three and a half grand. <laughs> there are there about. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll be like, right, I've put one in this week. I'll put another one in next week. And <laughs> how which are, which are the coins that, if you put them together in the right way, have a shield? Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's one of each coin. Yeah, that's a penny, a two p, a five p, ten p, twenty p, fifty p, okay. pound coin, and they they make the shield. Yeah, mm. series of those. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to be really hard wearing, surely you'd have to do it out of notes. You know, with the um the plastic ones. The plastic ones. Yeah. <laughs> I look like some Turkish takeaway. <laughs> you have them all above the. Above the grill and stuff, yeah. <laughs> oh, so presumably you're gonna, you would, uh, it's gonna be a, a, embedded in an epoxy. So do it flat um, and then stick it up. No, it's gonna be. Get the wall will be plastered, so it'll be nice. Oh, and okay, so sort of basically just tile it. Yeah, using using them as mini tiles, basically. Probably Incorrect. use something like some form of contact adhesive on the back of them, out of a gun, just to squirt it on the back, stick it on, squirt it on the back, stick it on. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another thing. Contacts are not contact easy, but um, fill guns and things. We're talking about mundane videos to watch on the internet. <laughs> um, I follow a guy on TikTok whose sole job is to mastic. He goes around masticing on building sites, and mm. I find it fascinating. Some of the some <laughs> of the crap he has to deal with. Yeah, he goes around doing like the air seals on a property before it gets inspected and you've got people that have left like a two inch gap between the, a sink and the wall and, and he's expected to fill it and or he's masticking on the outside of the building to seal the doors and everything and some of the tips he comes out with are great and they've proved invaluable with media work but he's just yeah it's just really funny watching him and getting so all right but he's got a great following from it loads of engagement and there's more. There's about four or five different mastic men on TikTok. I've seen one at one point where the guy spent about twenty minutes just shaping the end of the bloody on the on the, the silicone guns. Oh, trying, no. you know, you know, the, just the the, the bog standard end just that comes with it. Yeah, the nozzle end. Yeah, and he's like shape it. You know, cut it this way, then cut it this way, then cut it this way, and then he says it here, and then and then you can do this perfect bead that goes right the way around. The guy, <clears throat> the guy I watch says. That's a load of bumkum. <clears throat> All you need to do is slice it off at a straight angle, and then you you fill you put your your bead down, and then you use your pointing stick to fix it all. Um, then he uses he has a spray gun which has angel tears in it. He says it's like fairy liquid and um, <laughs> and water, and he sprays the stick and sprays the bead, and it, it doesn't get stuck to anything. But yeah, yeah he's he's a hilarious guy. He's so dry. But yeah, <laughs> it's not. I mean, yeah, masticking, yeah, so putting silicone and mastic, whatever. Yeah, it's one of those things. If you're doing it regularly, you definitely get better at it. Yeah, mm. doing it all the time. Yeah, it's just it's one of those sort of things. I do it every now and again, and it's just like, ah, oh, rubbish. I've done so much. Out, do it again. And... I've done so much in the last year. I feel confident doing it these days. Whereas I used to always be hesitant to do it. Oh, don't want to do it, don't want to do it, don't want to do it. And you watch people. I'm like, just watching someone using their fingers to do that with now, I'm like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You need to have the dedicated T-shirt covered in finger splodges of it. No, you don't even need that. All the jogging bottoms with the finger splodges of it. You don't even need that, hang on. 
No, not this one. Um, I've got a, I've got a, uh, I've got an Alex Steel jumper which is now dead because it's covered in super glue and <laughs> mastic splodges and all sorts. But yeah, um, no, using your fingers terrible. You use a stick and then it just flicks off because you've sprayed it with this solution. It rolls up into a ball and just goes in the bin. It doesn't get sticky or anything. It's, it's heaven. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> all those years we're getting covered in the stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. It, I think the, the best tip I've got, I think the, what the one thing I've learned over the years with sort of doing silicone, is for many years, I always buy just the cheapest stuff, cheapest silicone. And I've now got to a point where I will pay for reasonably good quality, but it's mm. not the most expensive stuff, but I'll get a named brand, good quality, and I find that makes such a difference. Yeah, it might be double the cost compared to you know, Screwfix own brand one, but it is so much worth it. So oh, yeah. less, less waste. It goes down neater. It cleans off neater. I went. Mm, to, yeah. I went to put some stuff in the shower because I ripped all the. Um, it's not. It's not skirting in the shower. It's the cloaking strip down the bottom. Um, I ripped it all out. I went to put new cloaking strip in, and <clears throat> the guy who was here with me went. Oh, don't use that stuff you've got, that cheap stuff. Go and get this. It's such, such, such from Screwfix. Mm. Costs about four times as much, but you'll appreciate it. Yeah. It went down easier. It stuck It stuck yeah. better. Not a problem. Yeah. I was like, I can imagine doing the other one about three or four times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've been... Mean, Going around doing the kind of the the wind the silicone on the windows, this parish yes in all by one window. It's all before we moved in, and we've been here thirteen yeah thirteen years. And so it, yeah, it's perished over time. Yeah, gaps just the natural shift in the house. There's a few gaps in places, and where it's shrunk away, uh, it's just like yeah. It's, so much easier using the good quality stuff. Uh, mm. Definitely, sort of best tip now for me. It's just yeah, buy that slightly better stuff. Well worth it. There's a lot of stuff like that, though, isn't it? You know, you can get away with a. I know we said it before, but like you can get away with a, a cheaper tool if you've got decent, you know, blades or decent sandpaper for it or decent. Drill bits, or you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, good. If you think like you know, buying not the cheapest screws, yeah, or even oh, yeah, good habit, even good habits in the way you use it as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's That's right. I'm, I'm sat on the on the bar stools at the island in the kitchen, and <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. Could sat for an hour and a quarter, with, you know, at least move and stretch our backs and. Yeah. With the hip wiggle going on, <laughs> I, I, I think yeah, it's things like yeah, most people sort of yeah, you, you buy a new bandsaw or you buy a new table saw, or buy a new circular saw. Yeah, quite often yeah, you can get a much better cut just by replacing the blade with a. Well, they, they tell you that, don't they? If, <clears throat> all the manufacturers when they're demonstrating, they go, first thing you do when you take this home is get rid of our blade, put something yeah. else in it. Not 
someone else's blade. It's buy another blade and put it in it. Don't use the stock one. We sell loads of blades, but buy another one. Yeah, but it's mm. it's right. You don't know. A, you don't know if that blade's fully fully sharp. You don't know if it's the right blade for what you're going to be cutting. You might you might yeah. be ripping. You might be fine. Yeah, cross cutting. You might be fine. To, you need something that's fine. All of a sudden, it changes the way the, the material comes out, and it's the difference. But not everyone realizes mm. that when they buy a tool. Yeah, I think I think actually there's a lot to be said there, particularly if you're new to using power tools. And you think, right, I'm going to go and pick up a saw. Yeah, whether you go to B&Q or Screwfix or, you know, one of the tool, you know, tool-specific places, you know, like FFX or DM tools or whatever, and you buy or you buy this tool, you think, okay, right, I, I, I've, I've been watching these videos. I know they're using a circular saw. I need to buy a circular mm. saw. So you, take, you buy the circular saw. And, you know, it's got, you know, you're trying to do something. That, ideally, you want an 80-tooth fine curved blade, and you've got something that's got, you know, at best 40 teeth i was like oh just cut this it's not really very good finish is it it's a little bit chipped it's like yeah you probably haven't got the right blade but i think that's something that maybe is missing sometimes from a lot of kind of youtube sort of videos because mm. um, there is that element of you know as a, as a youtube maker are you trying to educate? Are you trying to entertain? Are you trying to just document? Yeah. But of course, what your intention, and of course it might be a combination of those. <clears throat> yeah. What your intention might be, might be different from how the different members of the audience might take it. Yeah, it's, it's that whole thing is, uh, I listen to the Making It podcast. And they go, don't hold back. It was one of the things they've talked about lately. Is don't, don't hold back on what you're doing. Just because you've got a tool and you're worried that other people haven't got that tool, don't not use it. Use mm. it. Because unless you're making a video that says, this is how you do it, specifically how I'm doing it, and educating in that way, and giving a, a, a step-by-step follow guide, then you have to restrict what you're using. Whereas if you're going... yeah. I'm making this this thing. This is how I make it as an idea for you to see if you want to make it or for entertainment purposes, just use, you know, use that three thirteen thousand pound laser cutter you've got because someone gave it to you. Use it because yeah. it's going to get you to where you want to be and you want to show that you, you've thought about this product that you want to make. Other people can do the same thing with a scroll saw, a jigsaw, a coping saw. It's just going to take them a bit longer and not yeah. as mm-hmm. accurate. But you make those comments if you if you're doing that. Um, yeah, it's it's one of them things you have to. Not everyone's going to be able to follow things you make, and and I don't think unless you are a channel showing, this is it, woodworking for idiots. You know, this is what you need to do step by step, one, two, three, four. Mm. Then you need to think about your audience in a, in that uh, that aspect. If it's just that right, I'm going to make. Uh, a hammock, a hammock swing for my garden. These are tools I've got, and this is what I'm making it with. Mm. If you've got thing, things that do it better or take a bit longer, use what you've got. Yeah. But this is what I've got at hand, and all I'm doing is documenting what I'm making for me to lay in the sun. Yeah, yeah. That was a labour of making that. It, <laughs> it was an e- easy project, but it just took so long making it. Because it was so big, and even in my old double double garage workshop, 
I had to do it on the on the drive. It was just I could not do it outside. It, I could not do it inside. Sorry. Mm. Like, no. So when you see these guys making a canoe in their little workshop, you're thinking, "How are you possibly doing little that?" Workshop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then you got the Al's Hack Shack approach of you know making a table bigger than the workshop, so extend the workshop to accommodate the size of the table you're making. It makes you think of like NCIS, where he used to make a boat in the bottom of his house, and you never knew how he got the boat out of the cellar. <laughs> I've told this story before. With um, my stepmom, when she was on a, a, a work placement, she was trying to be a nurse. It's a residential care home, and um, there was reports one morning of a, a motorbike up on the uh, up on one of the, the upper floors. Um, which of course everyone was baffled about and started handing out, you know, extra tablets for all the residents there. And it wasn't until they kind of did a bit more digging that they realized that a couple of the night shift workers had basically brought all the parts for a motorbike in and then built it in one of the stock rooms or one of the kind of the spare rooms and then decided to take it for a spin along the corridor and then realized it wouldn't fit in the lift. So they couldn't actually get it down and out of the building. So it was just back in one of the stock rooms when they found it. That's hilarious. <laughs> don't think I've ever built anything that I can't get out of the workshop because if it's big, I don't finish it in the workshop. Yeah, you think about it enough. Yeah, yeah. It's like I built a bit. <laughs> I built a skateboard ramp last year, and I built every component I could in the workshop. And then I assembled it outside. Luckily, it was a good, good few days summer. Um. Funny enough, that's the that's the video I've got to do the voiceover on. Um, I built it last year, videoed it last year, moved house, sit down and try to edit this video. I've, I don't have a, a an editing station anymore. I've got a standing desk for work. I don't have a my my multiple screens and voiceover stuff isn't here. It's in the workshop in boxes. I've had to buy a new a new mic for doing the voiceover on. So I'm slowly getting to it. Um, so yeah, it's like, that's their waiting to go. I'm like, you might notice, hey, my hair's different. I might have put on a bit <laughs> or lost a bit. Um, <laughs> it's a different house. Um, my nine-year-old helper was eight years old at the time and he helped me make it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you need a sort of, um, as you said sort of earlier, yeah, you you sort of started off on kind of Instagram and sort of you said, right, 40 days, going to build a, yeah, going to get a video. If I don't do a video within 40 days, I'm going to just close the lockdown. Yeah. It sounds like you need a kind of another kind of I'm thinking getting, challenge. I'm thinking of doing that um, because I've got stuff to do for Lumberjack. I've got stuff to do for me. I'm better when I'm busy. And because I've been on gardening leave, I've really... I've been concentrating on this and not thinking about that. And it's, yeah. Paul keeps poking me to release it, to release the video. Paul keeps poking me to make new videos. I've, let's say I've got the dining table to make. I've got a, a skinny console table thing to go behind the, the sofa in the lounge. Well, that's full of electrics as well. That's nice. to make. Um, I've got a built-in 
bench seat for the dining room to make, which is probably about eight, nine foot wide. Um, yeah, there's lots of stuff on to do. Well, we're nine days away from February. Yeah, so, so maybe you need a February challenge. Yeah, by the end release, of February. Release one video. Yeah. <laughs> Deal, we'll hold you to that. It's yeah. out in the open now. I think I yes. want to release it. I want to release the skateboard ramp before the end of this month. And I've got, what is it? It's the 20, 22nd there. I've got nine days yep. to go, eight days to go. Nine days, eight days to go. And it's like, I've got time to do it. So I spent a lot of time doing the, doing the utility room last week, getting that squared away. So that's partitioned up. That's plasterboarded, ready for the plaster to come in. So I can't do anything else in there. The garden. Well, if, you can't, if you can't do anything else with it, it sounds like perfect. Exactly, yeah. for me. The garden, mm. I've ripped all that out, took eight, nine tonne of soil out of it and put eight tonne of hardcore down, ready for the decking, first part of decking to go in. I've just got paint the stairs in the hallway. I did them last year, but we're doing them again because they don't like the colour. Well, there you go. That's, that's half a day tomorrow, and then you can edit for the rest of the day. Half a day. <laughs> <laughs> I panel, like a fool, I panelled it last year, so I've got to be really careful. <laughs> it's a trip to screw fix in the morning, get a spray gun. <laughs> no, I've got one. I've got one. <laughs> I've got one, but it's I've, I I used it when we first moved into the property, and I sprayed all the rooms that were taking certain colours. You know, I sprayed them white. And I the, half the rooms were one colour, half rooms were another, and I didn't have all the electrics in at the time. So I was working at night, and I didn't have lights. I had like a floor-mounted <laughs> LED light, which was great. And then a few days later, you're looking at the spray pad, spray coverage again. It's a bit thin there. I've took all the masking down now. I'll leave it. She won't notice. She did. She did. She noticed it. I notice it now as well. So you can't sit in those rooms anymore. You're just staring at that and nothing else. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, I've got a few bits to do, but yeah, I'll I'll have a video. I'll have that skate video out by the end of this month, and then it'll be concentrating on the workshop move video, and then. The content for my good friends down in Wolverhampton. Mm. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Yeah. And then make a central where, hey, that's going to be fun. Two days in Birmingham again. Yeah. Um, ah, so, so do you go for, do you do just two days? No. Or you a kind of four day approach. Four day? Yeah. Go, go Friday, on a Friday, come, come back on the Monday. Yeah. Well, I'm only in Nottingham, so it's only 45 minutes to an hour away to the NEC. Ah, so I normally go down on the on the Saturday morning and come back Sunday evening straight after it finishes. But I think this year I'm going down on a Friday, helping set up the lumberjack stall, just giving my hand, get my demonstrating area set up. Because um, I turned up to Harrogate and they'd already set it up, and I had such a confined space trying to swing six foot lengths of timber around and not having no space to do it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go and get that set up, make sure I've got everything I need, um, meet a few people, uh, get to meet some of the, the YouTubers that 
are over from the States without anyone there, get some photos. And then I don't have to do that over the weekend. And then Saturday and Sunday, demonstrating, walking around, demonstrating, drinking lots of coffee. Come home on Sunday. Sounds like a plan. Like yeah. See how many, um, see how many freebies you can pick up this year. <laughs> last, I don't think there was there was many last year. Um, unless you went to the Ryobi stand and you went and picked up like four or five. Um, beer crates. Did you see that no, last year? The, I didn't get any a, of those. No, they had. As long as they make it, I didn't. I didn't actually go onto the Ryobi stand at all. No, not many fake. people did. There's loads of families went. Yeah, and, lots uh, of people mm. having to go out making something. Yeah, it was, on the Saturday it. it was make a beer crate. On the Sunday it was make some. Oh, it was, both days it was making one of two things, but they ran out because people were making three or four and walking off with them. <laughs> you'll get a family turn up with two or three kids and they're all making one each it's like oh we didn't think of this did we no we didn't that that's kind of what we did with makers makers you know is try and if, if we had like six or eight people to a to a workshop is to try and make it so that you didn't have then like a family of four all sat down taking up you know half the half the space yeah, you know, like kind of a you know one per group sort of thing to kind of give everyone a fighting chance of of having a go. So what was nice at Harrogate though is you could wonder if you were demonstrating or whatever you could walk around to one of the other stalls and they'd welcome you in with open arms to either chat or do you want to have a go? So mm. one of the spirit and bear were um, doing um, biography on one of the stalls. I stood with them. Um, Dremel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was the Dremel stand or not. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. They playing away. Oh, it might. I don't know. Was it Robert? It might be Robert Sorby. I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't remember who it was, but um, I probably dropped them in the Puna. Um, no, but I yeah. Think, I think Kez does use one. Although they do the sort of Dremel stuff, I think that a lot of the stuff that Kez does. With the, the really, really nice sort of pyrography, I think the detailed stuff, the super detailed stuff, like the sort of Jack Sparrow and the some yeah. of the steampunk stuff, is using kind of the, for want of a better phrase, the proper pyrography tools. That's, that's um, the, it was a very definitive pyrography stand they were on. So, so that, oh, yeah, I was there. I, I wanted past the um, woodwork supply stand, uh, 03 adhesives. Yeah. And I just went, oh, I'm, I'm demonstrating on the corner. I'm making this, but I forgot to bring some glue with me. Yeah, help yourself. Take some. Oh, thanks. Uh, wandering around other stores. Oh, I need this. Yeah, take it, take it, take it. That's fine. So people were really nice. But this was you yeah. know, legitimate. I needed things for what I was knocking up. Um, and as soon as they realized you were demonstrating, they were fine. It was all cool. It was just one of those table saws. Can you uh, just load it into my car for us? Yeah. <laughs> it was strange though for Harrogate because it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There was a different demographic each day. Mm. It really was Friday. Oh, Friday because yeah. everyone's at work. Yeah, it was, it was all old boys. Okay. Saturday, less old boys, more like dads and lads. Yeah, and then Sunday was like the, the proper mishmash of everyone turning up. Yeah. 
Yeah, wife in tow. Can I can I buy one? No. <laughs> oh, go on, you know you want to. Go on, spend some money. Go and treat yourself. You deserve it. You've worked a lot this year. You sure, sweetheart? Yes, yeah, yeah. Go and spend your money. <laughs> I mean, that's what we did with like with Mecha Central and with um, Newark. Yeah, I got the weekend ticket and went both days, and then the family just did the one day. Yeah, and it's just it was easier that way to kind of have a, a full wander around. You know, kind of. Uh, Eye things uh, up and figure out what was going on and catch up on bits that was just I knew it was going to be like an hour long conversation rather than a quick look at a stall and move on kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's such a social gathering as well. You like bump into so many people you know, mm. and you end up talking for about rubbish for, for so yeah. long. It's just the I think that aspect of it makes it realize it's not just a trade show compared to Harrogate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, again, but again, it's there's it's, it's different levels, isn't it? Because there's certainly to, I, I, I noticed it more this last year at Makers. There's the kind of for want of a better phrase, the maker community, where that is the community of people who tend to do stuff on Instagram and YouTube, mm. yeah. So they're kind of, yeah. They're content creators, big and small. Yeah, so you got yeah. people who are just kind of yeah, they just, they just post what their projects on, and they who particularly kind of the UK based of, um, some of the sort of Europeans and some of the Americans that come over, kind of in those sort of groups like the group you were talking about earlier. Yeah, they're kind of yeah, there's that cooperative element, and so there's a lot of kind of conversations taking place. People kind of meeting for the first time, even though they've had lengthy conversations through text or, or through video calls and then you get you can sort of see the sort of people who are turning up often kind of yeah, a family group and they've, they've heard about this sort of maker thing and maybe they, they watch some of the bigger named youtubers on um and they they're used to watching those and they they, they will probably be the, tend to be the ones who will queue up for for quite a long time in order to go and talk to to the likes of jimmy and yeah, they're wandering around and they, they they're often sort of buying stuff and yeah. yeah they don't have stickers to swap and they don't have no. yeah they kind of things but they they yeah they're kind of going oh look there's that person i've i've, I've seen your videos or they you know sort of, yeah. sort of see them sort of queued up sort of nicely to talk to yeah like joe because yeah he's obviously been oh, on it's, TV yeah, now. it's nice all these you get a, a proper different demographic there you know if it was a proper trade show it'd be boring yeah Really would. Um, yeah. Paul's just put something in the in the, the chat. He says, that's the thing that makers is missing, the YouTube bit, like cameras and software peeps. Yeah, they they, they try so, to speaking to speaking to Nick in twenty eighteen. Um because I've I was this is where my my relationship with Bob Claggett works wonders is the fact that I've stood with Bob and his wife talking and Nick Zametti came along and started talking to Bob and I just sat wigging into the conversation kind of thing. And he was like, oh yeah, we've, we tried to bring YouTube down some uh, people from YouTube to come and sit here and, and talk mm. to smaller makers and content creators and give them advice and all this. And they were hes hesitant to at the time. Um, 
They might do it this year. Who knows? But I've, I think I've. Um, am I right in thinking that Maker Central's actually been sold? The business. It's been. It's not been sold as such, as I understand it. It's been kind of passed along to be uh, the event to be run by another specialist events company that deals with the craft craft based events. Okay. So they're they're kind of running the. Um, the actual event to try and make it a bit more of a less of a loss leader. It'd be right. interesting to see how that kind of affects the kind of you. Know, will, will it be noticeable? Other mm. than the kind of tiny little you know, footnote on the web page that kind of sort of gives it away as the kind of the, the organisation that have taken it over. But it'd be interesting to see if kind of you know, if you turn up on the day. Yeah, you bought your ticket, or somebody's bought the ticket for you. So you haven't even looked at the website, but you then walk in, having maybe previously been. Will people notice a difference? Hmm. It'll be interesting to see what big people they get there as well. Um, to, to I think that what you were saying about the families coming along with the kids, mm. having the the, the furs of the world there has brought more people in to see, mm. and that was great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the fact that he was there last year, but he was there as a guest, just wandering around. I had a wonderful chat with him at the the ice sculpture. It was just him and his lad. Just they were his lad. In fact, yeah, there, there were a couple of kids having a go uh, carving the ice, and he was just stood, just yeah, there. You know, no crowd, no nothing. Obviously, people just didn't recognise him or whatever. He wasn't wasn't wearing the full uniform with the safety tie. He was just. <laughs> He was just there in his skivvies kind of thing. I just had a, had a natter about, you know, he lives not too far away from me. So we're just sort of gabbing about local area and various roads that we've, you know, mutually driven down and chatting crap about the weather. And, you know, it's just like super down to earth, just chatting yeah. about local crap, not, you know. I, I think in the, the one before, I ended up being his cameraman for about half an hour. Because people kept turning up to have their photo taken, and <laughs> no one would hold the camera for. I just stood there taking photos. I was like, "Do you want to do this?" Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you just you're so so chilled. But no, it's nice mm -hmm. when when we have they have some of the bigger people turn up that entice the kids in. It obviously, Ruth yeah. was there last year with the um, kids making everything. That's yeah, the kids invent stuff team and the, with yeah. the support from like Pimaroni and Raspberry Pi and stuff all helping her out and stuff. But then at the same time, obviously in the last year, we've had making it fun. Which have mm. been I don't know I know Jimmy's gonna be there, I don't know how many of the rest of them are gonna be there, but there was the, the obvious people moaning that he he ripped off Ruth's idea, but him and Ruth were fine about it and it's like that's the sort of thing we need kids in. You don't want it you're just full of stuffy old blokes. You want everyone there and the kids yeah. kids getting involved and kids getting passionate about it. That was great thing about the Jenga that John did because yeah. you, 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 it, it, that was just it, it, this kid magnet thing right in the centre of... Yeah. I got a wonderful photo of uh, Joe, average Joe, kind of under this tumbling tower of Jenga blocks as he's, you know, kind of... <laughs> Pulled the last brick out. It's just kind of gone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's smack bang dead center of the uh, of the event as well. It's perfect for that. You know, same coin in the 
drawing in the next generation of makers. It's like the first year we, we there was, um, Nick's little lad was there, Charlie. He'd not long had his YouTube channel up. And he was walking around trying to promote that. It was just so cute. It's like, my dad can do it, so can I. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's like, what, what's Furs Junior going to do? <laughs> Nothing yeah. the world will be ready for. He's going to wipe Stamford off the map. That's what his dad's built the bunker. Yeah, unlike my dad. <laughs> unlike my dad, I don't have a qualification in plumbing, so there might be some gas leaks. <laughs> oh, God, I don't even bear thinking about it, is it? Or will he just join? The, will he just join the team? Yeah, I think he's he, yeah, he been and son. Yeah, and son. Yeah, it's been he's been in a few videos, hasn't he? So, yeah, I loved it when he first made the um, the jet powered scooter for him, and he's like holding on for dear life. He's controlling it with a remote <laughs> control behind him, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Your dad, kid, your dad's famous for driving a bloody." Um, Mobility scooter at 78, 80 mile an hour down the road. You're the mm, scooter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you imagine the, the amount of kind of yeah, cool points it gets, you know, when you, you turn up to school and it's like, yeah, right, okay. Right, what's your dad do? Oh, he's a fireman. Oh, what's your dad do? Oh, yeah, he's a doctor. What does your dad do? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a pilot. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's really cool. Right, what's your dad do? Oh, he works in a shop. Well, what's your dad do? Oh, he's a He's a he's a plumber. Right, what do you what's your dad do? Um well my last name's Furs. <laughs> Blows stuff up on the internet. Yeah. Turns the internet up to eleven. Um, yeah. Yeah. See oh. I, I had a, a freaky one because when we moved house, I'd gone from a house which was down a little dirt track, hidden away. No one could get access to the garden. It was great for making stuff. No one knew what I did. Mm. Moved house, middle of an estate, or not. It's the last road of a, an old estate full of old people. Post office across the road, corner shop across mm. the road, denture clinic, and blue blue rinse hair brigade across the road as well. But it's <laughs> literally, you go 80 yards that way, you farmer's fields, and then nice. the next village with a pub. You go 500 yards that way, you've got uh, another pub and another village. So that's how out of the way it is. But my workshop's in the centre of the local market town. Um, it's only five minutes, four minutes in the car away. But um, I walked across the road to the corner shop, came out with a bottle of wine, and there's a group of three adults walking along, um, two women and a, and a bloke, and the women went, you're Sean in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, pardon? She says, you're Sean in the shed. Yeah. So is that an accusation or a question? <laughs> I, I, I just went, yeah. She went, my Gary likes you watching your videos. Think, And I, I looked at the bloke, he went, no, not me. And then um, and then I got a message the next day from Gary going, I gather my missus said hello to you yesterday. I went, yeah. And it's someone I had interacted with locally, but never knew where he lived. And they literally <laughs> lived two doors over the back. And he's got a workshop I can see from my stepson's bedroom and yeah it just freaked me out it's one of the few times it's ever happened it just freaked me out 
terribly. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah, bear in mind, I walk around with a t nine times out of ten, I've got a logo on my t shirt or something, but no one ever says anything. <laughs> but yeah, the price of fame. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Well, by Jan, yeah, by the end of January, you can have a video out. Mm -hmm. By the end of February, another one. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. People here to hear first. Yeah, I reckon. The, I reckon by Maker Sense will be at least five videos out. There we go. Hold you accountable now. I'm going to do five vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all in the middle of April. <laughs> I'll be the Casey Neistat of making stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, one, of the things I've, one of the things I've got to do at the moment is that for the... I've got to do a, like a top-down camera angle to the desk and do a drawing to explain something and video it while I'm re drawing it out, which is fine. It's just trying to get the camera angle right. Um, I had all these notes. Approach. No, I had all these notes what they do, what all the um, drawing was meant to be and the angles and everything to explain. So it's a bit of a bit of a bit of trigonometry when it comes to doing the skateboard ramp because mm. it's not a quarter of a circle. It's a section of that quarter of a circle starting at a certain point. And you can't just put a compass on a piece of wood and go, oh, look, there's the there's the angle you need to cut. You have to offset it by... It was just trying to explain it. Explaining it verbally doesn't work. Yeah. I did it in a video with pieces of wood on the floor which showed how I was cutting it and where it didn't work. So that bit of the video has got scraps. So I just need to like draw a, vid, draw a thing and go, right, this is the angle. No, that's not what we're going to do. We need to do it like this kind of thing. <laughs> But yeah, it's, I, there was a piece of software I bought to do cartoons and stuff with. It was, oh, I got suckered into it ages ago. What's it called? <laughs> no one of these bloody um, YouTube adverts. Doodly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, kind of, I looked at that a couple of years ago when it sort of yeah. first came out. There was lots of adverts about it. And I, I kind bought of looked it. at it, but I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I bought it. I've used it a couple of times. Like done like diagrams on like measurements showing stuff, but I just couldn't trying to do it with circles and things just didn't work. And I wanted to do like a whiteboard or a chalkboard example. So in the end, I've gone. I've got an A3 drawing pad. I've got a camera. <laughs> I've got some sharpies. I'm gonna go old school. Yeah. I would have done it on the whiteboard, but the what I've I've got two whiteboards in the workshop, and one's covered in stickers, so I can't do that. <laughs> And the other one is on the floor behind about three sheets of plywood, so I can't get to it at the moment. But the important thing with the workshop, when I first set it up, I put the old TV on the wall so I can watch TV down there. And because there's a micro pub next door, I blagged their Wi-Fi off them when I first moved in. <laughs> so my TV is hooked up to their Wi-Fi, so I've got my Amazon Fire Sticks working fine. My, lap, my computer's working fine. And I can. I used to go down there from my normal job and work down there if I needed a bit of quiet time. Mm. And it's it was fine until someone said, "Can you put your camera on?" <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in the workshop because I've got a HD camera down there as well, as opposed to this. 
got a massive um, wide wide screen yeah, camera. You just say you got you got workmen in the house and it's too noisy to. Oh no, I did. Oh well, yeah, the workmen are down the house again doing the renovations. I've come down the out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the dogs are still at the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, one of the dogs has got a bed in the workshop. <laughs> the the youngest dog doesn't understand the workshop. He wants to get in, but as soon as oh. When we had the mitosaur on the back garden, when we were framing out a couple of stud walls, you'd spin the mitosaur up and you'd come and try and bite the blade. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So he's um, making noise. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. He's. And I, I took him down the workshop and did the same again. He didn't do it that time. Um, and he just sat, sat growling at the table saw. <laughs> Doesn't like it at all. At the moment, he's snoring away in the background. <laughs> Sensible, really, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Probably a, a, a good point to uh, thinking about sort of snoring. Probably want, we all want to be doing the same soon uh, yeah. ourselves. So it's probably time to start thinking about the things that have been grabbing our attention, which are those things that we may have been doing or are going to be, obviously you've already mentioned the videos um, we put putting out. Um, so yeah, whether it's things you've watched, listened to, read, are going to, uh, things that you, you're working on, have worked on, doesn't really matter. Multiple things. So yeah, apart from uh, getting ready to put out a video before the end of the month, what, what's been going on attention <laughs> lately? Yeah. What's been catching my attention lately? Um, I, I say, I, I, Paul's uh, one day one day build, which turned out to be three days for him making the sting for Ollie. It's quite. I was really impressed with him doing that. Um, yeah, it's really it, it came out really nice. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice sword as swords go. But he did, he did a good job, didn't he? It is. Yeah, um, I was having a discussion the other day about um, Festal Domino as well, and just about the same time. Um, the Make Something channel, David Pusciuto, um brought out a review of a a, a piece of kit he bought on, e, on eBay from China. And it was a um, a mini router um, mount, which basically gives you the ability to create um, loose tenons. So not, not unlike Mr. Um, Millard's um, loose yes. tenon jig, this is actually a thing you sit... Your route, your router into, and it wiggles back and forth. I think Keith Brown tried to make one a few years ago. I think um, um, there was uh, I can't remember his name now, but there was an American guy who did plans for one that would take the the palm routers. Yeah, so this that's but it's basically that. Um, mm. I'll send you the link to the the video. Um, yeah, well, that's the video with the, the the actual piece of kit it's about 180 quid 180 dollars for the the device and it, it's it's all machined out of aluminium and it looks looks like it does the job and you, it just takes any um palm router you get you get the right bit for it and it cuts your little tenon in quite easily Ooh. Mm, so, that's something that caught my eye recently yeah, I've, I've been watching a hell of a lot of um, garage conversion videos, <laughs> only because I've got um, 
half a garage left and we converted half the garage into the utility room and the kitchen and we broke broke the kitchen mm. into the garage and took about a meter of the garage to extend the kitchen and then took a couple more meters and made the utility room there's half a garage left at the front and i'm going to convert that into an office nice so i'm watching nice. videos on people doing that getting tips on the best way to do it i'm not going to do the full conversion with the making a window at the front and everything i'm just going to keep it as an unofficial one for now just so i've got an mm. extra room um what else have i been watching Lots of randomness. Oh, oh, listening wise, I've I've been listening to Spare last the last week. Hmm. I, mean, I was just fascinated to to listen to what <clears throat> uh, young Prince Harry's been going through throughout his life. It's just been fascinating. Um, I didn't think I'd, I'd enjoy it as much as I have been, and I've been really pulled into it. Um, yeah, mate of mine said the same thing. He's he's gone through and he said he's really enjoyed it. It's really humanised him and the family. Yeah, that's one of the, I think that's one of the the things it has done. It really makes him realise he's a human. And some of the things the the people have questioned the legitimacy of some of the things he said. But even so, mm. if half the things he says that have happened have happened for the reasons they have, yeah, I feel sorry for the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, I mean, he was what eight, nine years old when yeah his mum got killed. I was in Paris that night with eight other soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was. It was weird. I was the night that happened. I was with eight soldiers in Paris for the weekend on a on a on a trip from Germany, and we were at the French National Orienteering Championships. It's my old my old career. This is and um. We'd been there, competed on the Saturday, and we were driving back on the Sunday morning. And we had the RSM with us, and he um, he was because he was a keen orienteer. And we got a phone. One of the guys got a phone call early days on mobiles. Um, Diana's dead, and we were like, "Oh crap!" Because the RSM, the old regimental sergeant major, his wife was called Diana. And we thought it was her that had died, and we were all panicking, mm. panicking. And then they it made they then got it on the news on the on Radio Four Longwave in the in the van, the minibus, and we realised who it was. We we're like, sigh relief, and then we re- <laughs> it then started daunting on us what, what the impact of it was going to be. But yeah, it felt really weird that there was eight eight soldiers just in the middle of Paris at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. Um, it was it was very um humanizing to him and very making you question a lot of things that have been and a lot of things from the press perspective as well yeah i, I haven't i have no faith in the mainstream press in terms of reporting things in a fair and appropriate manner mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to think what else i've watched on youtube lately i've been yeah Really, my um, <clears throat> I've been watching lots of sports videos randomly, watching lots of highlights from the NFL. Hmm, interesting. I don't know. Why, oh, it's because my my team decided to make it to the playoffs for the first time in ten years or some eight years. She was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I must watch that." Um, 
the superb owl is coming up soon isn't it yeah lots of um video editing tips as well with yeah. my trying to get back into editing because i use imovie i tried moving into um adobe um premiere pro but after 18 months two years of having it i decided to pull out of it because i when i was a mm -hmm. i was a, doing a course so i had a student license i just never moved across to it properly so i went back to imovie i was trying to mm -hmm. certain things i wanted to try tricks and tweaks I wanted to do i've been watching quite a few um you're going down a rabbit hole of learn to do this or learn to do, oh and this and this and this and oh, what did i need to learn again um so yeah, my history is full of those at the moment. I say there's lots of stuff on TikTok I watch. Um, Martin Coops is the guy I watch, the the mastic guy who just makes me cackle every time I watch him. Mm. Um, he's quite entertaining. Yeah, I can't think of much else. That sounds plenty, I think. Mm. I've just found that video that was uh, it's DIY Tyler. He did a, oh. a kit. I've just posted in the uh, in the thing. Yeah, he's um, he's got the same he saw a, as me. He's, he's got the rigid version. Yeah, he did his, his portable uh, portable mortiser for taking the um, six years ago taking the, the battery powered routers. Right. Basically, make the same thing. Yeah, so he's made it out of wood, similar thing. Mm. But the the kit that he bought was all all out. An anodized aluminium looked like it come from a factory um and there was talk i was reading the other day on the forum that the the patent from festal the patent runs out not runs out but it's a is a a date in the near future where other people can start copying it because mm. the first 10 years have expired yeah of course they still they still reckon it's going to be another 18 months two years before anyone else starts releasing cheaper versions Nah, the day that pack well, probably before that patent expires, there'll be a handful you can order on AliExpress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I bet kind of your Bosch or someone will bring something out. Well, it's when you see who owns which tool brands, and you go, "All right, who owns Festool? Like, okay, what's their cheaper version? They'll have one out straight away." Yeah, and that makes and that, that makes sense. Yeah. If the if it's going to be a free for all, then yeah, get get yeah, in there get first, the first. Get in there get with the, the best yeah. kit. You're, oh yeah, you need yeah. some tooling for that. Yeah, we've got the designs for that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, just just use the same factory. Yeah, just do, do it quickly and do it better than everyone else. Then you don't just stick, it, just stick a red, yellow, blue, purple, teal, whatever case on it <laughs> instead of the black and green. Yeah, license it out. That'd be good. What about you, Jamie? What have you been up to? What have you been? What's been grabbing your attention? I've been thoroughly enjoying label makers. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, for for those who know me well enough, plural. Um, yeah, lots of like sorting through stuff. Lots of like draw units from Maplin and things like that when they went under. So I've got I, I, a large stack of parts drawers now with lots of labels on and bags and bins full of uh crap that we got rid of and then um sorting through a lot of stuff in the workshop with as duncan's just um 
pointed out he uh, he absolutely twisted my arm into getting a nice little um, Nemobot or Nim Nimbot, uh, little Bluetooth portable label maker thing, which we were using down in the workshop, and then um, suddenly disappeared again because uh, my wife started using it on a load of her stuff as well. So yeah, label makers have been the tool of choice this weekend. I'm trying to uh, clear out crap and sort and organize. That's that's mostly been my weekend. Um, and a little bit of little bit of 3D design for some sort of leatherwork tooling holders and things. So little little bits of chipping away, bits of progress here and there on stuff that I should have done years ago. <laughs> I made the mistake. I bought a, I had a Dymo label maker, and I bought the material labels instead of the normal plastic ones. I couldn't work out mm. what was wrong with them, and I was like, "Where these aren't sticking anywhere?" But no, they were like printed the labels out, ready to be stitched onto things. Just couldn't work it out. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, my my Dymo label maker, I um, finished one of the tapes the other week. And then was umming and ahhing and hadn't got around to buying like, the, any replacements. So that was the, the kind of the, the mad panic because we, we've got one of the kachunk, kachunk, you know, the, the embossing ones. Oh, the old ones. We to, yeah, and we went to stick it on the box and then it sprung straight back off as soon as I took my thumbs away because it's just been there for so long. The adhesive's completely gone. So, right, okay, wait, let's on to the next label maker. <laughs> so we've only got four, it's fine. <laughs> one of each for a specific purpose yeah that you... uh, absolutely that they are they are four distinctly different machines that are used in different ways with enough overlap to make them useful when one goes walkies <laughs> how about you Andy what's been going uh, on yours uh, was mentioned last week did first aid course this last week uh, you did mentioned uh, past that i think the uh the written assessment yeah well multiple choice tick the box assessment at the end i think i took six minutes to do um <laughs> I, yeah, I finished kind of yes considerably faster than the other seven uh guys that were on the course um yeah it was yeah i, I mean i've it was an average course a lot of the others really enjoyed it and some of them hadn't done first aid courses before and mm -hmm. so they they enjoyed it and found it useful for me it was it was average it was nowhere near the worst uh, first aid course i've ever been on uh but it was nowhere near <laughs> the best either so it was, it was it was fairly average um but i have done probably more than the average number of first aid courses and have been heavily mm. involved but at the start the guy asked you what's your background with first aid how many first aid what sort of first aid course have you done you know training you had it's just like oh, i still off some of some didn't even mention all of it this or so of mine it's just like ah uh, okay would you like to do the course for me <laughs> i could i, I could I, I apart from not actually being qualified to i could i could have done based on a being i think a better teacher than he was and the having probably nearly as much experience at kind of teaching first aid um actually no probably he's been doing doing it quite regularly for quite a, several years now so he has more um but I've, I've i've taught first aid and been involved in teaching it so yeah i probably could have done if i was helping out with sort of teaching things like the cpr yeah actually mm. sort of getting the technique right yeah things like that 
so that was i mean that was uh, yeah it was, it was a good day or um so i was right uh again menshed helped put together they got given the lathe a couple of years ago it's been sat in a corner of them to sort of the main room uh but they've now put together one of the guys is literally separate cut the kitchen in half with a uh, a stud wall uh to make a turning room and so we kind of assembled it it's an old record power cl236 i think top of my head so yeah big heavy thing yeah head turns out so looking forward to learning to turn um although i've been making some inquiries i've, I've made an inquiry with a local there's a guy a couple of miles away that does tutorials uh so i'm kind of hoping to maybe get a a day's learning on how to turn from him just so i get kind of be good. hopefully some of the good practices established before <laughs> uh maybe habits will always yeah. form <laughs> social whereabouts is the men's shed you're at um i go to one in uh, a town called tenterden it's not oh. where i live but it's the it's the nearest one to me so it's kind of about uh 12 miles west of ashford in kent uh, so it's the newest one to me. It's been going for since the end of 2019, obviously with the the obvious pause in 2020. Um, so it's it's yeah it's 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 nice yeah it's it's a it's running smoothly though we need to replace the belt and we haven't got the right spanner to yeah, get the bearings off to get the shaft out because the belt's started to shred. Uh, we have a replacement, so it's like yeah we probably shouldn't run it too much until we've changed it because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not so it should be. yeah mm. i mean if it shatters yeah it's inside a, a cast iron um things so it's not gonna be a big problem as such but yeah it's just be annoying if it happens um and the other thing sort of really sort of been doing my attention this week i had some problems with my i've got a toyota our estate yeah, the Aris mm. hybrid estate. And uh, the, the standard 12 volt lead acid battery died in the cold spell just before Christmas. And even with sort of attempts to charge, it's taken some charge, but the second cold spell we had sort of last week completely killed it. Um, mm. And yeah, okay, so you the, the, get the sort of, yeah, every time I open the sort of door the last sort of few weeks, you know, the alarm's been going off because there's just been just enough power to, or you, you actually no power, so you sort of get the bonnet open to get to the charging point. And yeah, it's like, yeah, and you put a charge in it and the alarm starts going off. So kind of don't do that at the night. Uh, but to change the battery, you ended up having to get, my wife had to pick a battery up from the local Toyota garage because trying to find one mail order anywhere in the uk has been pretty much not happening luckily they had one at the local toyota dealer uh so i picked that up on friday so yesterday i was literally having to crawl into the boot from the passenger seats because <laughs> the uh not enough power even on a kind of a booster to get the solenoid on the, the hatch to open up yeah, central locking kind of not working, well, partially working because the, the passenger doors would open. Uh, at one point, they wasn't, they weren't. But yeah, so yeah, to get in to change the battery, I literally had to get the seats down, get the kind of the, the covers you get on an estate out, and 
yeah, crawl in, then kind of peel up enough of the carpet to get the cover up off the battery because it's in the sort of side, just behind the sort of uh, offside rear wheel. And then kind oh, of, yeah, of course, take it, and screw it all, yeah, kind of to a 10 mil, 10 mil socket, get it all kind of, get it out, plug it all back in. Luckily, when it plugged back in, the, back, the boot did open, so I was able to. But there's no, if you if you were trapped inside, you couldn't. Yeah, so he locked you in the boot. You wouldn't be able to get out. Mm. I was kind of thinking there must be some sort of release. No, no release, no mechanical release at all on the trunk. Um, but it's all working now, so all back to functioning car. So that's good. <laughs> back and to now cars, cars now be filled up by my wife with things to go to charity shop. Rightly so. I mean, that, that's I said before. That's been my plan. Uh, you know, my my sort of goal for this year is to just sort through all of the crap that I've got that's been, you know, that that were long-standing projects before 2020 happened. So that now we're in 2020.3 with that kind of, you know, maybe I should finally actually just put these projects in the bin rather than thinking I'm going to finish them and stuff. So yeah, it's clearing out bits of uh, bits of crap is quite cathartic, I think. Things. Yeah, yeah, got to do it as well. Um, mm. Well, I've a load of the um, funny off the the skateboard ramp that I built. A lot of the timber from it is in the walls. It's all the stud work. <laughs> I had nowhere for it after we moved house, and the goal of it being built was done. He'd, he'd learned the things he needed to do, so we took it apart. And all the three uh, three by two that was put in it is dotted around the house. Yeah. <laughs> so when the video comes out and somebody goes, Oh, that's really good. Can I can I buy it off you? Oh, I tried giving it away. <laughs> I tried giving it away because it was so big and I couldn't move it and no one wanted it. So I just went, okay, it's getting taken apart. Yeah, give I actually give them the price of timber. Yeah. Yeah. I gave loads of timber away when I moved house. I just put a massive pile on the drive and went, come and get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Sure. Where can people find you? They haven't already worked it out from the title and the things. Yeah. Oh, I made it easy when I first started. I went and checked, and I could get the same username on everything. So it's Sean in the Shed. Everything that's TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Sometimes. MySpace, Bebo. No. <laughs> I also yeah, Sean the shed.com is also sitting there as well and .co.uk the old point to the YouTube channel at the moment but yeah <laughs> so it's yeah it's been a pleasure cheers yeah. gentlemen thank you for joining yeah, us we look forward to seeing the video soon and uh, <laughs> yeah well uh, Paul has, uh, Paul's already mentioned that he's going to uh, be chasing you it's pretty yeah, obvious it be, to, yeah. to chase you so we'll uh, we'll definitely uh I'll probably uh, get a phone call. Responsibility over. I'll get a phone call tomorrow, no doubt of him. <laughs> Rightly so. Uh, yeah. Right. We shall say goodbye to our listeners and uh, we shall uh, hopefully everyone have a good week and we'll see you all next week. Bye, folks. Indeed. Bye. See you all later. <laughs>